This inspiring message comes to you from Impact Church in Kingston, Ontario, where we are committed to living like Jesus and loving like Jesus. It is our prayer that this message blesses and enriches your life. Uh, it is wonderful to be at Impact Church. Um, it seems like it's been a year. It's been a year, right? Uh, I got to tell you, this is, uh, this is our favorite place to come. Uh, and I mean that. It is, um, uh, you don't know uh, really at, in depth what you guys mean to us. Uh, you have supported us right from get-go. And, um, you know, everything that we do, um, you have a part of it. You are sowing into the globe. And so there's a lot of people um, that God is touching. You know, last year, um, just to give you a bit of an update, we went, I went to 58 churches. Last year, I went to 13 nations, or 14 or 15 nations, somewhere around there. Many of them multiple times. Um, literally, I can say this, thousands and thousands and thousands of people were ministered to. I mean, I can't. I don't know really what the number is. It's probably in the tens of thousands. And um, seriously, it is, because I go to some of the largest churches in Asia. I go to one church that's 13,000, another church that's 25,000, another church that's about 5,000. I mean, it's just crazy, the doors that God has opened. Uh, I, went to th- I did three conferences last year, three presbyteries, four youth and young adults. I mean, I've preached to more young people in the last two years than I preached in the previous time that I was a youth pastor. It's uh, unbelievable. They like, I, it's the gray hair, I guess, I don't know, or the balding or whatever. I did two family camps. Um, between four and 500 people were saved. Come on. Amen. Uh, you know, one of the nations that I go to is Cambodia, and we've supported Cambodia ourselves personally for uh, 22 years. And one family went to Cambodia, and in the last 24 years, they have raised up a church of about 2,500 people. They have become a resource church. They produce five albums in the Khmer language. Um, they have planted over 250 churches. They have a conference every year where they have 5,000 people join and then 14,000 online every year. And it's my privilege I get to go there. They just let me, give me a translator, and I just roam through the congregation picking out pastors and prophesying over them, and I get to preach uh, one session. So it's just an honor to be with them. And uh, you get a part in that impact. Come on, you got a part in that. Every time you, uh, you know, I, I get your check every month and I just thank the Lord and I, I, I just say, God, I can't do what I do. We can't do what we do without your support. So we're just so blessed. Um, literally, I can say this, thousands of people were ministered to prophetically. Um, I, I don't know if you know what I do, but like a lot of times I go, like I, for instance, I was in China and, uh, you know, China's kind of you know, I actually go to a church just like this in China. They have about 1,500 to 2,000 that meet in, on a weekend service. They have three services. Their church has three campuses, so they have about 3,000 people meeting. I was at one church, uh, one service. I can't preach because the police are in the service. And so, um, but 
25 people in that one service gave their heart to Christ. It was amazing. But what I get to do is I get to go into these rooms, and uh, so they give you an example. They put me up in a five-star hotel, which is a nice way to travel. And, um, and what they do is they put me up in this room, and then uh, they rent a suite. And so uh, what they do is they call me down, and, and I go into this room, and there's a group of leaders, 20 leaders in that room, and, and who have never had prophecy, never heard God speak over their life. And I get to teach, and then I just start prophesying over their lives and watch God just awaken them. And it happens every, like I have three meetings a day, and then I just keep going back up to my room, have a cup of tea, and then I go down. And, and uh, I, these are, uh, you know, uh, what they would call the, the hidden church in China. And uh, last uh, June, I had a meeting, two days, where for five hours a day, actually it turned out to be about 12 hours in total, um, they invited 300 leaders uh, to come, pastors and leaders, and they signed them all in, and then they locked the doors, and then there's no, no, uh, no music, and then I teach for five hours. And then I break, and we go for lunch, and then come back. And then I teach for another five hours. So after the last five hours, so I'm, I've taught for about 10, maybe 10 hours, we pray for every one of them. I just lay hands on every one of them and just pray for an impartation. And then the pastor said, they don't want to leave. You got another hour in you? I said, okay, pull out my notes and teach for another hour. It's just, it just was amazing. Listen, you get to be a part of that. You get to be a part of that. Amen? And so, you know, that's kind of a little bit of our year last year. Um, you know, again, uh, we're booked solid. I'm actually booking into 2020 already. I was booking into 2020 last year. So, you know, God has been faithful because of your faithfulness. I, I just kind of do this, pat yourself on the shoulder, and pat somebody next to you. Because as you give, listen, your, your seed is being sown into the nation's. And so never underestimate the power of generosity. I read it this morning in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said, uh, he talks about uh, uh, prayer, and then he talks about gener- generosity. And, he, and this is the whole idea of being generous, that as we're generous with our finances, God does miracles. Come on, can I hear an amen? A couple of extra things, just, just to give you an idea of our year last year. Um, my wife quit her job after 20 years, and she is now traveling with me full-time. Amen. Amen. So it's a big change. I, I just told her, look, you got six months to just relax, just enjoy the journey, and then I'm going to put you to work. So, um, and this is the best news. We found out we were going to be grandparents. Woohoo! <laughs> so uh, we're excited about that. We're going to have a little grandbaby boy uh, in June. So we're excited about that. Amen? Listen, if you have your Bibles, uh, we're going we're gonna to look at Encounter Jesus this morning. Um, again, it's wonderful to be with you. We're delighted uh, to spend some time with you. Matthew chapter 4, verse 16 to 20, or 18 to 20, it says this, and it's, I think it should be on the screen. There you go. Uh, As he was walking by the shores of the Lake of Galilee, Jesus, Jesus noticed. Would you say Noticed? Jesus noticed two fishermen who were brothers. One was named, uh, what does that say? What did I say? Simon. My Bible says Kepha for some reason. Later called Peter. And the other was Andrew, his brother. Watching, say watching. 
As they were casting their nets into the water, Jesus called out to them and said, Come, follow me. Would you say, Come, follow me. And I will transform you into men who catch people for God. Immediately. Say, Immediately. They dropped their nets and left everything. Say, left everything. Behind to follow Jesus. Luke chapter 5, 27 to 29. It says, afterward, Jesus went out and looked for a man named Matthew. Could you just turn me down just a little bit? I feel like I'm yelling at people. All right. Um, He found him sitting in his tax. But would you say he found him? He found him sitting in his tax booth. For he was a tax collector. Jesus said to him, Be my disciple. Would you say, be my disciple? And follow me. Say, follow me. That very moment, Matthew got up, left everything. Would you say, left everything? Behind and followed him. Matthew wanted to throw a banquet to honor Jesus. So he invited. Would you say, invited? He invited Jesus to to his home for dinner, along with many tax collectors and other notable Sinners. Listen, I want you to know the first thing Jesus has a purpose in everything he does. Jesus has a purpose in everything he does. Jesus, the Bible says, he noticed two fishermen. Jesus, afterward, he went out and looked for Matthew. Jesus has a purpose for everything he does. Peter and Andrew, he noticed them. I want you to notice something that Jesus notices you. Come on, he notices you, he's intentional. He notices you. He wants you, and he's looking for you. Come on, can I hear an amen? Listen, if you're here today, I want you to know, you might have come just because a friend invited you, but Jesus notices you. He's watching you. He's looking. He has a purpose in everything he does. Listen, Jesus wants to encounter you as you are in your world. You know, I get at this stage of my life, I get to go into different people's worlds. My world has gotten much bigger in the last number of years. And so I found myself in some amazing places. I found myself at lunch tables with uh, very, very wealthy, wealthy people, billionaires, multimillionaires. I found myself with CEOs, and I'm in their world. I walked into a boardroom uh, the other day or like, you know, last year. I walked into a boardroom, and the lady was a Christian. It was an exclusive jewelry company. I said, honey, don't get any ideas. And so we go to this jewelry company. No joke. We go into this one room, and the door opens. There's a security guard there. The door closes, and we're in this room. And then the other door opens. So before the door could open, second door could open, the first door had to close. We walk into this second door, and there is these amazing displays of jewelry, diamonds. I mean, million to two to three million dollar pieces of jewelry. I mean, it was like, I said, honey, don't get any ideas, okay? And, uh, and I mean, it, they were just unbelievable, spectacular. It was a high-end jewelry uh, to the stars, to the billionaires, all that kind of stuff. And the lady said to me, Gary, I brought 14 of my uh, um, key managers from all over the world. They're in, in uh, the boardroom today. I want you to go in, and I want you to declare God's word over them. I said, okay. She said, just so you know, 10 of them are not saved. And I'm not telling you who the 10 aren't. I said, okay. So we walk in. Listen, Peter and Andrew, the Bible says that Jesus noticed them. He, they, he noticed that they were fishermen. 
And, and he went out looking for Matthew, the tax collector. Listen, Jesus wants to encounter you in your world. He wants to encounter people who are in your world. You might be a, 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 a you know, contractor. You might be a business person. You might be a teacher. You might be somebody who's a homemaker. Listen, God has an encounter for you in your world. So we walk into this boardroom, and I always do this spiel. I like, hi, my name's Gary. I'm not a fortune teller. Uh, I don't tell people's fortunes, but I hear God's thoughts. And how many want to hear God, what God thinks about him? Everybody. I've never had a person say, oh, I don't want to hear what God thinks about me. I've always had people say, I- I'd love to hear what God thinks. And so I go, okay. And then I, I just get behind them, and I just start downloading what-, what God's saying to them. And I don't look at their faces because faces scare me sometimes. So, you know, I just, but my wife is looking at him. My wife is amazed. She's watching their reaction as I'm sharing what God is saying about them and how God is encountering them in their world. It's an amazing moment. It's an amazing moment. Matthew, he found him sitting in his tax booth. He was just at work. Listen, at your work, Jesus wants to encounter you and he wants to encounter people who are with you in your work. Come on, can I hear an amen? You see, Jesus is always looking for opportunities to meet people where they're engaged daily. He's always looking for that. He's looking for opportunities. People who are kind of just stuck in their sin and their confusion. Jesus wants to encounter them. This month, as you're talking about Jesus encountering, listen, it's not just you having an encounter with Jesus. Jesus wants to be your ability. He wants to give you the ability to encounter people in your life. He wants to use you to encounter people. I'm sitting in this boardroom or standing in this boardroom. I come up to this lady, and the only thing I hear is Hong Kong. Now, folks, they're all Asians. So I'm thinking she's probably from Hong Kong. But that's all I hear, Hong Kong. So I go, hey, the only thing I'm hearing is Hong Kong. And then I get this whole thought about um, Joseph. And so as soon as I say Hong Kong, the lady goes like this just turns her head, looks at me like I'm from another planet. And, uh, I, I, and, but I notice the owner, and she is, like, freaking out. She's smiling. She's happy. So I'm thinking, okay, this is a good word. And so I get this whole thing about Joseph. I said, do you know who Joseph is? She goes, I don't read the Bible. I don't even know who Joseph is. So I go down this track about Joseph and his life and, and talk about Ephraim and Manasseh, how the Lord has caused him to forget and the Lord has caused him to prosper and be fruitful. And I said, there's a place where God wants you to forget and there's a place where God wants you to be fruitful and it's the place of Hong Kong. It's where God wants to bring healing to your life. And, you know, this was a lady who was a little bit of a hard nut and, and, and literally my wife said, she's doing this. She's shaking as I'm, I'm speaking over her. Because God encountered her right where she's at. So at the end, you know, we're finished prophesying. And, and I always like some feedback. I say, hey, tell me some feedback. The owner says, okay, hang on a minute. Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. She says, for the last three weeks, even as late as yesterday, we have been talking to her about starting a branch of our company in Hong Kong. How many know she heard from God? I mean, no, Jesus encountered her right where she was working. Listen, where you're working, Jesus wants to encounter people. Amen, Gary. Good point. Hallelujah. Okay. Number, listen, Jesus wants to speak to you personally. 
Listen to what he says in Luke 5, 27. And he said to him, be my disciple and come follow me. See, Jesus wanted the man no one else wanted. No one else would speak to him like Jesus would speak. Six words can change your life. Listen, six words can change your life. Come, follow me, be my disciple. Come, follow me, be my disciple. God wants to speak to you. Come on, Matthew. Listen, he must have had a hollow spot in his life. He was, he was a tax collector. He was actually scorned by the Jews because he was working for the government at the time. And, and, and any government workers here, it's okay. Um, but listen, he probably had a, a, an ache in his heart. Come on, he, had a, he probably had a deep hole. But Jesus came to him and said, hey, come on with me, bud. Come on with me. I, I, got, I want to I speak into your life. I want to I do some things. You know, Peter and Andrew, they, they faced disappointment. They, they, listen, every Jewish kid wanted to be involved in, in working with rabbis. And, and when, when they couldn't become rabbis or part of the rabbinical school, they had to go back and work with their parents. It wasn't just assumed. They, they, they had to go back. And so they were living in disappointment, but Jesus came and spoke to them. I was in a, in a boardroom of a very, very successful uh, company. And uh, I had ministered to this family before. And so this was the second time. My wife was with me this time. And uh, so I, the lady's name is Renee. And I said, hey, Renee, last time we spoke to you, um, tell me, like, you, you reacted so strongly. And she was sobbing the last time I ministered to her. I said, tell me, what, 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 what happened since then? She goes, oh, Gary. She says, she says, I've listened to that, whatever that was, prophecy, whatever you call that. And she says, I've listened to it 40 times. And she says, every time I listen to it, it brings healing to my life. I'm so healed. I said, well, that's what the word of the Lord should do. It should bring healing. And then she said this. She goes, Gary, I had a dream. And she said it was three parts. As soon as she said that, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, past, present, and future. Now, I didn't say that to her. I just heard the Holy Spirit say that. So I said, well, tell me your dream. And so she said, well, I told my husband. And she said, we don't really have the answer. And I said, well, tell me the dream. I got the answer. I didn't tell her that, but I knew I had the answer. And so she told me the first part. I said, Renee, this is your past. This has to do with your past. She starts crying. She goes, yes, that's right. And then I said, tell me the second part. And, and she told me the second part. I said, this has to do with your husband. And this is your present. And this is what she goes, he's coming in. You've got to tell him that. You've got to tell him that. That's right. And so he came in right at that moment, so we began to talk, and I shared the answer to the second part of the dream and, and had this uh, amazing conversation with him, prophesied over him, and then he had to go to another board, uh, board meeting, and his daughter, I prophesied over his daughter. She's like, who are you? Like, how do you know this stuff? I said, I don't know it. God knows it. Well, we never got to the third part. So I said to Renee, I said, Renee, you got to tell me the part, third part. She goes, no, nope, I can't tell you the third part. I said, Renee, I told you the first part was your per- past. This is your present. This has to do with your future. She goes, no, I can't tell you. I said, Renee, come on, you can tell me. I said, it's okay. She goes, no, no, no. She goes, Gary, I'm a Buddhist, and I like being a Buddhist. I said, that's okay. I said, but God's speaking to you through this dream. She goes, no, Gary, she's, I, I, it was just three words. And I said, well, yeah, okay, Renee, tell me it. I'll tell you, this is your future. She goes, Gary, but I like being a Buddhist. I said, it's okay, Renee. 
It's okay. God will figure that out. This is about your future. She goes, Gary, it was three words. She starts crying. She goes, the three words were become a Christian. (laughs) Yay, God. Come on, yay, God. And so we talked to her about becoming a Christian, and she's still struggling with the whole Buddhist thing. And I said, look, she goes, all my friends are Christian. I went, this girl's done. She's just a matter of time, right? I'm going back there at the end of the month, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to meet again. And, and it wouldn't be surprising to me if she's not a believer at this point. But listen, God can speak through dreams. And God spoke to this woman. See, God wants to encounter. He wants to speak to us all personally. It's not about me prophesying. Listen, it's about you hearing from God. This month, listen, can you believe that God will speak to you in your, in your devotional time, when prayer and fasting is on, that the Holy Spirit, God will speak to your life. Amen. I think I've told you this story before, but I'm going to tell you it again. There was a girl in, uh, when I was in Laos. I met this girl. I think her name was Lindsay. And she was sitting a couple tables over at my hotel, and the Lord spoke to me about it because she was kind of grumbling. And uh, she looks to me, she, I don't know, she was not enjoying the meal or whatever, but the Lord spoke to me. So I thought, God, I'll, I'll, I'll see her again. Well, in the course of the day, we saw her a couple of times, but never got a chance to talk to her. And so that night, we were going to the market down by the Mekong River, and, and I was buying my wife a Gucci bag, a $10 Gucci bag. It was awesome. And uh, it was authentic. They told me it was real. And so, and so um, I saw her, and so I was with my friend. I said, Jason, stop her. I want to talk to her. And so he stopped her. I, I bought the Gucci bag. I think it was called Gucci, but I bought it anyways. And... And so I bought this bag, and I walk up to her. I go, hey, how you doing? I said, what's your name? She goes, my name's Lindsay. I said, Lindsay, my name's Gary. I said, we're both pastors. And I said, sometimes God speaks to me. I said, I'm not a fortune teller, but sometimes God speaks to me. Would you like to know what God thinks about you? She goes, um, okay. And I always say this because it's prophetic. It's all, I, I, I always lead with this when I'm with unsaved people. I said, he told me he loves you. And immediately... Lindsay put her head on my shoulder and started sobbing. She goes, why does this keep happening to me? And then I unpacked her life. I said, Lindsay, you're running. You're running from a a bad relationship. It's broken your heart. But God wants wants you to know he loves you. And she's sobbing in the middle of the market on my Gucci bag. And, and I mean, I'm telling you, like, the Holy Spirit is all over this girl. And, and she goes, why does this keep happening? You're the second guy that's told me this. Now, listen, I'm a guy from Hamilton. When I ask people in Asia where Hamilton is, there's like crickets in the room. Nobody knows where Hamilton is. Does anybody know where Hamilton is? Okay, I'm with my people. All right. All right. So I'm, I'm a guy from Hamilton. The guy who was with me was originally from Hamilton, but now he lives in Cambodia, and we're now in communist Laos. And Lindsay is from San Francisco. So God brings Lindsay from San Francisco. He brings Gary from Hamilton, Jason from Cambodia. He puts them in a nation that is resistant to God, and he speaks to a girl. Come on. Come on, listen. Jesus wants to speak to us. Amen, Gary. Good point. Okay, 
Listen, Jesus wants to transform us. Let's not be mistaken. You are not to stay the same. We sang about it. Your presence changes everything. Folks, make it your goal this year to change. Do something different. I told my wife, I said, you know, God spoke to us uh, about six months ago, change the name of your ministry because I'm taking you to another level. So I changed it from Canada to global. And it's not that Canada is not important. I'm, I spent a lot of time in Canada, but and it's my home. It'll always be my home. But I, God said, Gary, I'm taking you to the globe. I, I want you to be involved in other things. I want you to take nations now. And so I'm, I'm saying, God, I want to take nations. I want to take, and I'm working with about five nations over in Asia where I'm saying, God, I'm taking those nations. I'm going into those nations. And well, I have to change. God wants to transform me. He wants to make me and, and that lady over there better than what we've ever been. Come on, God wants to transform you. And if you want to encounter Jesus, you've got to be willing to change. Amen, Gary. Hallelujah. Listen, to change or to transform, it means to change into another form. It's where we get the word metamorphosis. It means to change and to, to change into another form. It's the caterpillar to the butterfly. It's that changing, that metamorphosis. Listen, you need to be changing. Come on, say amen. You can say amen or ouch, one or the other, but come on, this is family. We can't stay the same. I told you, pastor, last night, I'm going to prophesy to you this year. I believe this is the year of the move for you guys. So you're going to get moving. Now, you might be moving out of here, but I'm here to tell you, you're going to be moving. Come on. you got to be moving. Are you willing to move? Are you willing to move from your position of comfort into a new position? Into a new place? Into new steps? New faith? New belief? New growth? Come on. See, Jesus wants to change you. He doesn't want you to stay as you are. And he wants to give you a new focus. It's a brand new year. This is the first Sunday of the year. A friend of mine just tweeted this morning. He said, We've, we, you've just spent 2% of the year. How'd the first 2% go? I was like, that's way too crazy for me to even think. I'm just thinking a week. This is my first weekend of the year. He's saying 2% already is gone. Come on, what's your year going to be like? Listen, 2018 is gone. Can you believe that this can be a year of change? I mean, a year of transformation. God can do new things. God can suddenly break in. God can do supernatural turnarounds. Come on, we're watching it in our life. I mean, God's doing amazing, amazing things. I mean, God is saying things. Listen, God has said things to you. Can you believe that God can perform his good word to you? I'm telling you, God can. He wants to equip you and empower you he wants to add, listen, his super to your natural, to make it supernatural. Come on, where you could be different. Come on, impact. Can I hear an amen? Come on, I know you're listening. I know you're responding. Listen, listen, Jesus wants a full-hearted response, a full-hearted response. Immediately, the Bible says they dropped their nets and left everything behind to follow Jesus. Peter and Andrew left everything. I mean, they left everything. An encounter 
with Jesus will always involve the giving up of something to obtain something greater. Always. Can, can I say that again? It's, it's on your notes right here. Look, an encounter with Jesus will always involve the giving up of something to obtain something greater. Come on. God has greater things. Say that with me. God has greater things for me to encounter. Come on, you got to be willing to give up. I, I don't know what that is for you. I know what it is for me. I, I, I just went to OHIP this week, and I had to submit a letter to them because I'm going to be out of the country more than they allow me to be out of the country. And so she said, how many days are you going to be out of the country? I said, I think it's 225. It might be a little less, might be a little bit more. She goes, that's a lot of time. I'm only, a, I'm only allowed 211. And I said, I know, but that's what I do. And she says, what do you do? I said, well, I speak and I, I help people and I do missions. She goes, well, tell me a little bit more. And I, so I, we just had a little God encounter with that lady. But listen, I don't always like being away from Canada. Now, you know, I, January, February, March, no problem. But, you know, but... You know, and, and we got a grandbaby coming now, and so I'm trying to figure out my schedule because my schedule's already set, and I'm thinking, how can I, you know, fix my schedule so I can be around more? And, but that's the cost that I have to pay. Listen, Jesus wants to encounter you, but you got to be willing to give up something. Here's the last point. Let me, let me just say this. Make no mistake about this. Jesus wants us to decide what's important and vital. You've got to decide that. Under the direction of the Holy Spirit, you've got to decide what's important and vital. Last, I think, two more points. Jesus wants to be invited into your everyday world. Luke 5, 29, it says, Then Levi gave him a great feast in his own house, and there were a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. See, every follower of Jesus has a circle of people. Jesus wants to be invited into your circle so he can encounter your friends. Matthew had a circle of friends. Those who understood each other. Here's my question to you this morning. What is your circle? What is your circle? My circle is different than yours. My circle is not any better than yours. You have a circle. You have a circle of friends. And And so I would say this. If you don't have unsaved friends in your circle, you need to increase your circle. Right? If all your friends are just sitting here, you need to increase your circle. Like when I was on staff... I, didn't, I, was, I was always with Christians, new believers and Christians. That's, that's what I did. And so I joined a bowling league. Now, I don't like bowling. But I joined a bowling league on Monday nights, my day off. Every Monday night, I would go, and I would be with a buddy of mine, and we would go bowling, and I was on a bowling team with a bunch of guys who drank a lot of beer and bowled a little. But I spent two years bowling for Jesus. It wasn't bowling for dollars. It was bowling for Jesus. And in those two years, I saw people 
And I had conversations that would, I would never have had just sitting in my office doing paperwork or working with the Christians in my circle. Hey, what's your circle? Jesus wants to be invited into your everyday world. You know, for me, it's marketplace now and, and boardrooms. And, and uh, you know, I met with the, the owner of all the McDonald's in Taiwan, 360 McDonald's. That's just one part of his business. And so I'm sitting there over dinner with him and just prophesying over his life. That's become my circle. What's your circle? Come on, what's your circle? Ask yourself that. God, what's my circle? Who's in my circle? Hey, here's, here's, a, here's an, an illustration for you. Go home today, take out a sheet of paper, and draw a circle, and put names in that circle. Who's in your circle? And ask God, are there any unsaved people in that circle? And if not, God, put some unsaved people in that circle. And this year, I'm going to reach that circle. I'm going to invite you into my circle this year. Last point. Jesus wants you and I to extend his mission. Luke 5, verse 31, it says this, Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I love this scripture, Acts 10, 38. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus is our example, isn't he? See, you and I, have an awesome privilege to help people encounter Jesus. You and I have an awesome privilege. You know, uh, let, me, let me share a story with you as we finish. Um, in January 2018, I was in Chicago. I got invited to, to go to this church. Never really actually met the church. Uh, met the pastor a couple times, but he invited me through a contact and and so I'm in his church, and he wanted me to just kind of walk around prophesying over people. And so I came to this young man and uh, began to prophesy. And he, he texted me, uh, hit me up on Instagram the next day and he, uh, that afternoon, and he said, Hi, my name is Gil uh, Bellano. I met you today at CLC Tinley Park at the 12 uh, p.m. service. You came up to me, and you gave me a prophecy. Again, see, God wants to encounter, and he wants to speak to us. And so he said... Uh, I lost it when the first thing you told me was that God loves me very much. He said, um, for some reason, that felt so reassuring. And you were also right when you said you feel like I'm new to the church. Um, He said, it was actually my first time at CLC today. He said, actually, it was my first time in a Christian church. First time I'd ever been to a church. He said, you also told me that this year everything will make sense after all that had happened to me. I was stunned by your words because first, you have no idea who I am and what I've been going through. And yet you were able to touch my heart deeply. I felt like God sent you to me to give me reassurance that I have just, I just have to trust him no matter what. I couldn't hold back my tears the whole day just thinking how amazing God is to have given me this opportunity. Like, you know, here's this young man thinking God's given me this opportunity. God's saying, no, no, no. 
I'm giving, I love you. I'm after you. <laughs> like, you just came to church, but I have a purpose in everything I do in your life. And so, I leave. So, late October, this past October, he said, hi, this is Gil. He said, January this year, you came to Tinley Park as a guest speaker. You gave me this prophecy I'll never forget. He says, since then, I've searched for the truth. And today, I made the decision to offer my life to the Lord. I got baptized and made a lifetime commitment to my Savior. He said, I I thought I'd thank you uh, for being an instrument used by God so I can live a life glorifying and honoring God in all that I do. Church, God wants to encounter us. But it's not so that we can feel good. It's so that we can join him on his mission to to touch people, to minister to them, to, to see them impacted by his glory and by his power. Thank you for taking the time to listen to one of our messages from Impact Church. We hope and trust that this message encouraged you. If you want to find out more information about our church, check us out online at www.impactkingston.com.